Hello, good morning everybody. So the hill I will die on is me being uh, in the grey area of eating between nutrient-dense foods and un ultra-processed foods, all that stuff. Right, so I sent an email out yesterday and it's going to be based on that email because I keep seeing people worrying about this. And they, they're worrying about the stuff that doesn't matter in the long term, right? So at this stage, we've helped tens of thousands of people, the turtle. I mean, we've done so many macro plans and helping people be flexible with that. And really, the the aim of it is to free yourself. Like, even though you're, like, you're looking at protein calories, it's like, get them for whatever you want. You're no longer a prisoner in your own mind to the foods. You're not trapped between, oh my God, I just ate white, bre white bread and I should be eating brown bread. You know, eat the chocolate bar and you go, oh my God, I feel so bad, I've, I've instantly gained fat now. Like, that fear of food is par paralyzing you, and it doesn't allow any flexibility whatsoever. That's the big problem with it. And if you can't see it, you need to see it, because once you see that's the problem, and you become flexible, everything becomes easier. So, you've listened to Ali's story last week about, you know, 50 pounds lost in a year, so about one pound a week, which is a great slow and steady pace. She managed to do it whilst enjoying herself, eating the food she likes, and she improved her health, unlike her diabetes type 2 went into remission, you know? I'm not saying these are going to happen to you, the, the different experiences, more and less happens, right? But either way, the clearest indicator of whether someone is, uh, succeeds in escaping this food prison that you've been, that you've, that not only you've built for yourself, but obviously you've been told this, so you've kind of been told by all sorts of people, uh, diet plans, pe you know, family, TV, and then yourself imposing this food prison in your mind. The clearest indicator of someone succeeding in escaping this is the destruction of black and white thinking, completely eradicating that from your mind when it comes to food, right? So if, you s if I say, what do you think of chocolate? And you say it's bad. And if I say, what do you think of rice? And you say it's good. We're, you've already started off in trouble. You're in the wrong place, right? You've already started creating that perimeter of the prison. You've already put yourself in a box when it comes to food immediately, right? And you box yourself in, you box yourself in. So, this good and bad, black and white thinking, okay, where we need to get rid of those lines. And this is it's even in research. People who see food as good and bad have higher risks of binge eating, higher uh, rates of binge eating, higher risk of disordered eating, and higher body weight. You know, it doesn't serve you in any way, shape, or form to have this way of thinking about food, this high horse thinking that there's good and bad, right? It it might sound right that chocolate is bad, right? It sounds right. Ooh, chocolate's bad. It sounds, yes, that sounds about right. Anything is bad when it's overdone, like... Paul mentioned on a Q&A about the iron poisoning happens in young children and it's, it's some children have died from it. Right? When I looked into the data, in 2019, 16 people died of an iron overdose, more so children in the US. Okay? Is iron bad? No. Too much iron is bad. Right? Iron in its right place is good. Even a study on... Um, anabolic steroid use between 2006 and 2016 so 10 years 35 people died directly from anabolic steroids so 3.5 deaths a year in 2019 16 people died from iron does that mean iron is more dangerous or but worse than anabolic steroids obviously not you can't look at it that way you have to <laughs> like you can't just look at it and go yeah well i'm also is safer 
you know, you can't even say anabolic steroids is bad because the purpose of anabolic steroids, the usage of them, the misuse is dangerous, but a lot of people now using it for hormone therapy like HRT, got TRT. Some steroids have developed to help people um, rebuild muscle after major operations or like major dis- like uh, accidents and stuff like that. Okay, Lionel Messi was on growth hormone when he was in his teens, right? Because he lacked it, so he's on growth hormone. Now you go on the street going, oh, do you think of people taking growth hormone? Yeah, sounds bad. Wasn't bad for Messi, he, he lacked it and he needed it and he grew with it and he's a healthy man. So everything needs to be placed in this given context because that is everything. And I re- really re- nailing this home is because like I've been listening to Behave by Robert Sapolsky again. And, you know, he is looking at behavior, like, everything about why we do what we do. And, like, you know, he's, like, it's so intertwined between everything, your genetics, your environment, right, that not one single thing can give the answer, right? So an example of this I want you to think about is you walk down the street with your friends and you might see someone who's a beast, like, you know, someone, like, 22 stone or whatever, right? And then someone goes, see, why do they do that to themselves? It's all their fault. It's their fault they're a beast. You know, that's a very black and white take on the situation. And I know as people say you can't, don't judge someone unless you walk in their shoes. And there's definitely a truth to it. But sometimes you can't walk in other people's shoes because you just can't do that. Like, it's hard to do that. So instead of, like, trying to look at it that way, just look at things. Nothing is as clear as we think. The problem of obesity is a very complex problem. Like, on the surface, it is black and white in terms of, weight gain is due to a surplus in calories but it's very complicated as to why that is even the case to start with and i want to give you an example from the body keeps the score um about how this is not such a simple thing right so 90 this is a quote from the book in 1985 felitti was chief of kaiser permanente's department of preventative medicine in san diego which at the time was the largest medical screening program in the world he was also running an obesity clinic that used a technique called supplemented or absolute fasting to bring about dramatic weight loss without surgery. One day, a 28-year-old nurse's aide showed up in the office. Felitti accepted her claim that obesity was her principal problem and enrolled her in the program. Over the next 51 weeks, her weight dropped from 408 pounds to 132 pounds. However, when Felitti next saw her, a few months later, she had regained more weight than he thought was biologically possible in such a short time. What had happened? It turned out that her newly, her newly silvette body, is that a silvetti? Well, basically, her new body had attracted a male co-worker who started to flirt with her and then suggested sex. She went home and began to eat. She stuffed herself during the day and ate whilst sleepwalking at night. When Felitti probed this extreme reaction, she revealed a lengthy incest history with her grandfather. That's an uncomfortable end to that, isn't it? Right? Obesity is the answer to a lot of people. And it's shocking when reading that book, the link between childhood abuse and obesity rates. Right? And I'm not saying every single person that's obese has been abused or whatever, but it's a bigger percentage than you think. And this is not, I don't want to go down that route of being like, you know, I don't know any, I don't know near enough about trauma and all that stuff to even dis, to, to be able to discuss it like that. But what, it, what I want you to think about in that regard is like, we're quick to judge people, black and white, well, you'd be so that. But 
th that could be that person. It could be other reasons. It could be other reasons. You know, even from the book, it says this, even, and it goes on further in that book to say this. He had calculated that the overall cost of childhood abuse exceeded those of cancer or heart disease, and that eradicating childhood abuse in America would reduce the overall rate of depression by more than half, alcoholism by two-thirds, suicide, IV drug use, and domestic violence by three-quarters. It would also have a dramatic effect on workforce performance and vastly decrease the need for incarceration. Right? Huge impacts on stuff that's outside of our own control and being very complicated and how we behave in the, fut in, the, in the future. And some people don't even know why they do some things. Again, we're not saying this is like... Ev all of us are like this. That's not true. But very quick, when you, we judge people instantaneous sometimes, and we sometimes we judge ourselves instantaneous, but we don't really want to look at the complexity about why we do what we do. Because behaviour is complicated, and when you start looking into it, sometimes we don't even know why we're doing it. You can dig down and probably find the answer, but it's a mix of your genetics, your hormones, your mood at the time, the environment you're in, your motivation, the past that's happened to you, you know, where you are, like, it's, it's all intertwined, right? This whole thing is intertwined. So to bring it back to, like, this fat loss and healthy eating, right? We can't look at it black and white when it comes to eating. We have to look at the whole process of it. Because if you have the mindset that eating a sausage is bad, that's going to reinforce this way of thinking. And it's the opposite of how humans actually are. Because as humans, we are grey. You're grey as hell. I'm grey as hell. And we have to, I think the main thing here is, and I've mentioned this type of thing before, is to like accept what is. And what is, is that our nature as a human is grey. It's who we are. That's what makes us unique as a human. Is this the greyness of us. You know, don't beat yourself up all the time if you haven't eaten something good or you've eaten something quote-unquote bad or you haven't done three workouts a week as you meant to. You know, it's mature. It's maturity to surrender to the person you actually are, which is a grey human being. Right? You're not perfect, neither am I. You get off the high horse of you thinking you ever will be. I am as, I am as grey as you get. I train three times a week. I eat protein, a lot of ready meals, processed protein yoghurts. I eat a lot of fruit as well. I hit my macros and fibre targets, but on paper my diet isn't perfect at all. My blood work really sleep perfect, everything's all good, my health is great. You know, my fitness is there. I drink alcohol with my friends, I have takeaways, I eat McDonald's, I add sweetener to my coffee, and sometimes I will eat too much and get bloated and can't move like a frog. Bloated frog. Right? But in the end, I land in the grey. You know? I land in the grey. My energy balance is appropriate for my, for my, for my, for my total activity and like, lifestyle. You know, my macro targets are hit on average most of the time, not all the time. My calorie intake's about right. I am flexible with my approach to food. I don't catastrophize eating chocolate or going out for a meal, having a drink. I don't stress myself over the shit that doesn't matter. And you could argue that removing that stress, always stressing the food, has a, a bigger impact on my health positively than eating any perfect diet would. You know, eating a perfect diet comes with its own anxieties. Can't eat something perfect, can't do this, can't do that. Always thinking about it, being perfect. It's a terrible place to be. I think it's very hard to surrender to this way of thinking because we've been told at a very young age to be this ideal type of person when you grow up. It's perfectly fit and healthy by the magazine, successful adult, you do nothing wrong, like you are perfect, chiseled abs, you're eating fruits and veg and lean meats only. You know, you wake up at 5am and you have your smoothie, all this stuff, right? And social media makes this worse as well, like with these influencers doing like these eat in a day stuff and all these perfect 
like nonsense days they do. It's an illusion. It's always been an illusion. You know, you didn't decide to be this grey person, this grey type of behaviour. That's just how you are as a human being. So you just accept it now. If you don't accept it, you're fighting against your own nature. And we know that ends up ends up in a bad place. Because you can't fight your own nature. So you are. You know, and let's look at another example. Would you say, if I said to you now, is eating McDonald's bad? Question mark. And you said, yeah, it's bad. You've, you've, already, you've already lost. You've fallen victim to black and white thinking straight away. Because you haven't asked for more context about it. You've immediately said it's bad. You don't know why someone's eating a McDonald's. What if I said, I'm eating McDonald's because, you know, your little nephew, who's eight years old, has been bullied in school, and you're picking him up from school, and all he wants is a McDonald's and sit down and chat with you. Is it bad then, McDonald's? Definitely not. How is it bad? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always about context. You can say, well, it is bad, and it's all done. It's not, though. It's not. So... The message is, guys, get off this high horse when it comes to nutrition. You're all grey. Eat a mix of nutrient-dense foods, takeaways, McDonald's, have a few drinks, all that. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging other people. Your family members will judge you. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're eating that burger. That's so bad for you. At the same time, eating fucking burger next week. Do you know what I mean? Every, like, when people are easy to judge, they're like, oh, why are you eating? Why are you having a Coke Zero? Coke Zero is way bad. It's worse than the sugar. Do you know what I mean? You go, what's that based off, him, mate? Yeah, yeah, I read something, you know. All right, well, why, so, why are you drinking sugar then? Why are you drinking, why are you eating McDonald's? Why are you going out drinking with your mates? If you're so hung up on this perfect eating, why are you not a perfect eater? None of us are. You know, we're just so quick to be like, we know it all. But we don't. Athletes eat chicken nuggets. Jack Relish's diet came out on like a post-match thing and the other day he's like I eat a you know, massive Chinese elite football player. People lose weight eating sweets and fruits and a mix of everything and improve their health. Doctors and health professionals come in all shapes and sizes. Obesity isn't simple. Psychologists struggle with their own mental health. Welcome to being human. Hello, welcome. Ground control to Major Tom. And that's my rant for the today. Um, just be a bit, just accept the greatness, enjoy the process, you're not going to be perfect ever, never, ever, 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 stop trying to be perfect in any domain of your life, because it's paralysing you from actually taking any action, that's the sad part about it all really, you know, so worried about being perfect, literally doing nothing, so worried about trying to get a perfect diet, don't even start trying to eat better from where you are now, you know, oh I'm not going to start a plan because I haven't got the perfect diet, why don't you just look at what you're doing now and make some adjustments? That's all you got to do. Why are you, why are you waiting? Uh, I'm not going to work out because I don't have like all the equipment and the perfect plan. Just do a 5-10 minute workout. Just start somewhere. Like You don't need the perfection to start. You never start. Good God. If I had waited to have a perfect website to launch any of the businesses I've launched, I never would, I wouldn't be here right now talking to you. I launched and it weren't great. But you reiterate, reiterate, reiterate. That's what we do. And you learn from it. And you've got to do well with your food as well. Always a process. But don't expect to ever be perfect with it. You're always a great. So enjoy being great today. I will see you. And how many of you thought of Fifty Shades of Grey this podcast episode? Yeah, you dirty, filthy gits. I know it. All of you. Thinking, oh, Scott, I'm a grey. Yeah. Conditioned. <laughs> you are conditioned. 
I think it's the best-selling fiction book of all time. Isn't it? That's like I can't believe it, but it is. I think it was on. I think that question was on the chase or something like that. I would have gone Harry Potter on that question, but apparently it's a Fifty Shades of Grey. So there we go. You're great. Have a good day. Speak soon.